It's a fast-moving show, fast-paced show. It lasts from 1 to 2. And we have a great time. And uh, I'm coming in a little hot today, have been visiting with my surgeon, had a doctor's visit. For those of you who don't know, I broke my neck and back in a cycling accident in early October and uh, still in the recovery from that, although things are looking... Uh, Looking uh, fine, but uh, Stephen, someone at our station suggested, half-jokingly, I think mostly jokingly, that we had stolen their basketball analyst, Jim Howler. But Stephen, I had to explain. I mean, Jim Howler, from day one of the Mosley and Simcox extravaganza, was a huge part of our show. So, uh, Stephen, I'll let you guess who was trying to claim Jim Howler. But uh, I feel like... uh, Stephen, there's enough of Jim Howler to go around. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's just hes so great at what he does in his analysis. I think we can all share Jim Howler. I think so, too. And I remember early in the days of our, our show, this was when we were still doing 10 to noon. I think you were driving around, uh, you know, the Central Texas area, and you got a text message from a number you didn't recognize. And it was a long note talking about how, you know, love the show and really excited. And at the end it said, Old basketball coach Jim Haller and Jim oh. didn't realize what a big you know fan you were of of his work. No, uh, and then a great friendship was born. I, I think it is. I think Jim likes it the way it is. The friendship is mostly just being on the phone with each other or talking <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> well, there was a time we could have shared a round of golf together, but my golf game has been put on hold today, Stephen. I was reminded. Uh, and I am very grateful, and I do think about that, even when I'm in pain and uh, all of that. And I do get discouraged sometimes and that kind of thing because I just can't quite do the things I used to do. And today, and and I will be at some point, you know, I've been told it, it'll be like it never happened. And today, the my surgeon who did the cervical fusion surgery on my C1 and C2, he just kind of got real with me. And he said, basically, the kind of catastrophic, like the damage it took, the amount of force it took to break the bone that it broke, which was my C2. He said that it is nothing short of a miracle that I'm not spending the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Now, Stephen, that'll get you right. You know, a statement like that will get you right with the world. And we have people listening to us that have had catastrophic events and maybe are in wheelchairs or something. And that is just, uh, that I, you know, it takes so much incredible courage. I think of even some of our uh, service w- men and women who are out there and have gone through horrific injuries and maybe have prosthetics. And, of course, we have a huge military uh, industry around Central Texas. I just, I, just uh, I don't know, my heart goes out to everybody who's had to go through some sort of catastrophic injury or whatever. And, uh, Stephen, maybe I, I have to chuckle a little bit. You know how we have a, uh, a, a person that, that kind of runs things at, at, uh, at our place that, uh, uh, <laughs> that, that I, I remember explaining the injury to him and he's basically kind of owns everything. Right. And I, and so I would tell him and he would end each conversation by saying, well, I'm just glad you didn't break your neck. To which I was, I I didn't, I never could felt had the heart to correct him. That that's exactly what I did. Like I, I broke my C two. Like I, I didn't. And to this day, he'll say things like that. He'll go, well, well, man, that's just a great thing you didn't break your neck. 
Well, what did I do then exactly? I, I just don't, I sprain I don't, it. I, I've never been able to convey it to uh, to this individual uh, who we report to that that in fact I did break my neck in my back in this. But but that's one of the things you always say. Boy, you're lucky you didn't break your neck. That's what he always ends it with. I don't understand. I don't understand. You have even more to be grateful for, Matt. (laughs) Some people are telling you the injury was really bad. Some people are telling you it wasn't as bad as it could have been. That's right. That's right. What they told me was, boy, you are replaceable. We can replace you in a hurry. (laughs) But, Stephen, we're back together, and it's a beautiful thing, and it's one to two every day. And today is Longhorns Bears Day. I mean, it's this is this is so much fun. And Stephen, I got good news for you. Uh, we are well. We'll see. I don't want to jinx it, but uh, I have put in the request to talk to the great Mulkey, the greatest, one of the greatest coaches, men or women in America, Kim Mulkey. And um, Stephen, you know who wants to come on with us uh, all anytime he can is Scott, but. Scott Scott has a weekly thing with the station now, which is great. And so he can be heard on Thursdays at 5.15 on game time. All right. Now, Stephen, there's something I wanted to address right off the top today. Do you have, do you, have you kind of agreed with me that playing the Big 12 tournament, men or women, men and women, would be... I mean, under you would rather just sort of take where teams finish in the conference and let the committee uh, seed the tournament that way and not risk exposure through the Big 12 tournament. I, I don't know, Stephen. That, that's the way I've been leaning. Last night, I started kind of doing one of my surveys. Stephen, do you like a, a good Mosley survey where you kind of start reaching out to different coaches and different people in the industry Stephen, I was a little surprised to get the feedback that if it could be a bubble-type situation, if it could be a bubble, uh, they were still interested in playing conference tournament. Okay? Now, I I don't know. That's not – I didn't talk to every Big 12 coach, but I did kind of survey a few and just kind of wanted to get a general feel for it. Stephen, are you – why do you think – I'm trying to think to myself, like, Baylor's going to get a number one seed if everything continues, mm-hmm. <clears throat> whether they have a conference tournament or not. In, in a sense, if they win the conference like it looks like they're going to do, the only thing a conference tournament would provide is sort of another challenge. Okay, can you go ahead and win the conference tournament? Now, that's fun. We all love that. I just don't I, – I don't – I think the risk – is more than any potential reward of playing the Big 12 tournament. Unless, Stephen, and you know sometimes, as as our friend Kim has said, it's all about that dollar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I certainly think, yeah, the money is a huge motivating factor. Like now, from the TV network yes, and all that. the TV money. And I feel like in, in the middle of the pandemic or in the midst of the pandemic, Bob Bowlesby at one point said, this is how much money we lost off the conference tournament. And I can't remember how much it was, but it was in the millions. Um, and, and they got a couple games in before everything shut down on day two. But yeah, that, like 30 million or something. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm with you. I don't remember. But yeah, I just want to throw out a number. <laughs> Definitely for Baylor, I don't see why it, why it makes sense because they're going to get a number one seed either way as long as they keep playing like this. 
And I mean, Mulkey's actually said this before about the conference tournament, whether, you know, there's health risk or not. There's really generally for the Lady Bears, there's not a lot of incentive because, you know, they're going to get a high seed. Uh, it's, it's for the teams that are kind of on the fringe or a team that is in eighth place and says, okay, well, we got one more chance here, guys. Let's see if we can rally and win four games in three days or something crazy like that. Uh, I did hear this, though, and, and I was reading a story in The Athletic about this, I think, last week. And I have heard some coaches say this, Matt, and I don't know if this is something they shared with you, but I wanted to throw this idea out to you. Some coaches have said they do think if they just had, like if they didn't play in the conference tournament and they had that time off, they would actually be more concerned about their guys just being on campus by themselves for 10 days. Some coaches seem to think that might be harder to manage to get everybody to you know stay together, stay quarantined, than if you know they were in a Big 12 tournament or conference tournament setting, they were in a hotel, and you know they were playing each day, they had a, a set schedule. Some coaches felt like they could keep their guys more bubbled up in that scenario than if they were all you know on campus doing their thing um, yeah. in a normal school year. Interesting. Now, I like that. I, I like that last part you said I think is, is very interesting. Bubble up the team, get them away. Tournament finishes on Saturday, and, uh, and by Sunday, or Sunday, as, as some tournaments do, Sunday, usually Saturday evening is the uh, Big 12 finishes up, and then Sunday, have they changed that? Now I'm trying. Now I'm doubting myself. It You're right. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday it finishes, and Sunday's the selection yeah. show. Yeah. I think the SEC plays a title game on Sunday, like at early afternoon, for no for no apparent reason. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just strange. It's very strange, by the way, that Kentucky is not in this league. Now, Stephen, I now I love those points. That that last point you made is very interesting to me. Could you almost start during the conference tournament? Getting these players, most of them are probably doing Zoom classes anyway, but truly getting them sort of away from the student body, in a sense, bubbling up your team for uh, a period of time, beginning with the conference tournament, and almost leaving them bubbled through the NCAA tournament. Stephen, the only thing I don't like about saying these words is sometimes when you bubble somebody, it almost seems like we're talking about, like, we're not talking about human beings. Yeah, you're just you know what I mean? like locking it's, it's down not, assets or something. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We, let's, let's, let's put them in a – let's just lock them in a room or something, these human beings, these, are, these human beings that we care about. And, um, Stephen, I thought, uh, golly, how about, how about the Texas coach coming back from COVID and basically speaking, Shaka Smart, speaking to the effect of, man, I, I sort of – sometimes wonder what we're doing you know our guys want to play and i want to play but i think having the covid now i don't know if this had the same effect on scott but i think scott steven is so wired to coach and recruit that scott was the, the having covid even made scott gave him just a chance to recruit even more you know he just like recruited the whole time shaka sort of became very reflective in this and i just find it fascinating Shaka Smart. I got the sense, you know, Stephen, I think you did too, that Shaka Shaka was not far from almost saying, why are we doing this? Why are we having this tournament? Now, Stephen, I, I, I almost think Turner and CBS and NCAA, Gavitt, 
whoever Dave Gavitt's son or whoever's running this thing now, uh, I I kind of feel like there's no there's no amount of a new wave of COVID that could call this tournament off. Boy, knock on wood in a hard, hard way on that. But don't you get the feeling they are trying to force this one through no matter what? And did you get the feeling that Shaka Smart having the COVID, I think, made him rethink things a little bit and uh, reprioritize and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's a difficult thing because he's saying this even though he's having by far hit the best season of his career at University of Texas. And I thought he came close to saying he had moments where he 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 doubted why we were even doing this. That was the yeah, that was certainly the vibe I got too. He said he had significant symptoms and reprioritized afterwards, you know, family life and and uh just re- rethought what he, you know, was kind of spending his time on, which is super interesting. And I mean, we've we've seen coaches kind of have moments like that where as you said, maybe they don't go as far as to call for the season to be um, off, but they're just sort of expressing this idea of like, man, what are we doing here? But yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to happen. Uh, and I feel like if, if everybody uh, can get to the bubble with no positive test, then there's a good chance they can pull this off because we saw it with the NBA. We saw it with the NHL. I mean, it, it, it yes, there is, uh, there are humans here and you are certainly putting them in isolation for an extended period of time. And there's probably cost with that that we're not considering. But as far as, you know, COVID goes, these situations have worked if you can adhere to the protocols and get everybody there uh, healthy and, and keep them there. It seems like it's it's the best case scenario if you can pull it off. Steven, what I, I'm going to speak to that in, in here in a little while. I What I would do, and I don't know if I'm even, if Kenny, uh, you know, the, well, Kenny's a great director of medicine over there at Baylor. You know, Kenny uh, does a uh, Kenny Boyd. Kenny Boyd does a really nice job over there. And what about Dr. Laura? Oh, man. Stephen, how, how one of our great, like, basically, we have a staff of doctors, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. David Haynes, that are associated with the Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox. Stephen, would it be, what are they doing with us? Are they doing the residency? With the Matt Mosley, well, they're already doctors. They're like full-fledged, big-time doctors. I don't know if we call it residency, but they are sort of our in-house doctors team. Stephen, what I would do with this Baylor team right now is just I would just put them on Cooper Complete Vitamins, right, and just and just just basically take those constantly. And Stephen, I'm serious. That is why I think that I have felt so great during the pandemic. I mean, other than me almost dying in a cycling accident. But I've never gotten sick. Again, knock, knock, knock on wood. I just wanted to throw that out there, Stephen. The Cooper Complete Vitamins. And I want, I, I know you've been taking them. I want you mm-hmm. to continue, okay? That's a really good thought. I'm excited about, you know, I, I recently were happy to have Cooper with us. And I was doing a read about these vitamins. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fish guy. I don't really like to eat fish. And... Cooper Complete's telling me, like, you need some fish in your diet. So if you're not a fish person, take some of these omega vitamins, oh, and it helps. Really? It helps sort of replace that that you're supposed to get, yeah. you know, when you're in your regular nutrition. Yeah, Stephen, I, by the way, 
fried catfish doesn't work. Oh, I well, love it, but man. yeah, don't. That, that doesn't, yeah. You can take the fish oil. That's good. The other day I bit into a fish oil vitamin just to kind of see what was in there. You don't want to do that. But Stephen, those omega-3, the fatty acids that you need, I get the Cooper Complete. And then I also, Stephen, we eat a lot of salmon over here. So what I would encourage you to do in your family with a growing family, the huge announcement went out the other day via Twitter. Stephen uh, and Kristen welcoming a new baby boy soon. Stephen, uh, y'all have got to eat wild-caught salmon, okay? And you can fo- you can go any of your local grocery stores, whoever advertises with us. <laughs> I don't know if they <laughs> Stephen, you could go in there and you just all you got to do is get that wild-caught salmon. Stephen, I've gone a little long here. What we'll do is um, we've got a lot of Baylor basketball to talk about. In fact, we've booked the whole 140 to talk about this game. This could be considered the biggest game so far in the Big 12, the biggest game of the season so far in the Big 12. It occurs tonight uh, in Austin, and we got a lot of excitement around this game, and we're going to give you a lot of information on it. Next, though, Stephen, we'll get you caught up on the latest uh, which way is the line moving, and why I think the money will start coming in on Tom Brady. I'll explain next. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see mostly sunny skies today, very seasonal. Highs top out at 63 degrees. It'll be mostly clear tonight. We drop to 40 and mostly sunny tomorrow. Much warmer with a high of 71 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tune in tonight for Baylor Bear Basketball with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears. The second-ranked and undefeated Bears take on sixth-ranked Texas tonight in Austin. 5.30 for the Pizza Hut countdown to tip-off. 6 p.m. tip-off tonight for the Bears and the Longhorns. Follow the Bears all season long here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear Basketball. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for, in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership 
the right way. Nobody has a better selection of Ram trucks than Cameron Autoplex. Need a large truck for your growing family? They've got that. Need a do-everything truck? They've got that. Need a heavy-duty work truck? They've got that, too. More and more of Central Texas buyers are making that short drive to Cameron Autoplex on Highway 77 South in Cameron and at CameronAutoplex.com. Find out why new truck owners are saying it's always cheaper in Cameron. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. After the Major League Baseball Players Association rejected a proposal by MLB to delay the start of the season, the league said it would start spring training and the regular season as scheduled. Texas has rehired former Longhorn quarterback Vince Young as a special assistant to the athletic department, bringing Young back to the program after he was fired in 2019. Number 13 Texas Tech beat number 9 OU last night 57-52. Tonight, number 2 Baylor is at number 6 Texas. Tip is at 6, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, number 17, West Virginia at Iowa State, and Kansas State at number 23, Kansas. Tonight, catch up with UMHB football with the Coach Pete Fredenberg Show, starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listening to uh, Ronnie Foss, the official singer-songwriter. You can find his stuff on Spotify or Pandora. It's F-A-U-S-S. And uh, you can download some of that, listen to it. He's really, really good. I think he might be working on his, I, think, I don't know if he's done three albums now, something, something like that. But he's got some great songs, got some really good originals, and he's done some, some great covers. If you like Uncle Tupelo, Wilco, well, more Uncle Tupelo, more alt-country kind of that style but the guy's got a really kind of a his own style and really cool voice that sounds almost like uh i don't know if you like jason isbel how do i say that Stephen isbel isbel however um but anyway very uh very good stuff and all we're, we're pleased to have him be a part of our show and in fact he wrote the uh intro the intro to our show uh good baylor graduate all right, Stephen, um, I did see yesterday, I think I sent it to you, our good friend Gary Patterson playing. Uh, <laughs> I know you get discouraged every time you see him doing anything but recruiting and coaching. But uh, he <laughs> I can hear the sigh. It, it was his song, and it's a little video to it. And, Stephen, it made me, it's that song, take a step back, <laughs> take a step back. Uh, I, I like it. I like the song, and I like the video. 
And I got to say, it made me feel better yesterday seeing Gary singing that. The uh, the second signing day is tomorrow, National Signing Day. But you know, it's 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 a little uh, it's a little more relaxed now than the first one. So maybe this is okay. I was disappointed partly because you sent me the tweet and I was like, oh. Did Gary release a new single? And then I realized, oh, no, it's just take a step back. He's just re-upping that one. See if anybody missed it the first time around. <laughs> he, and I always like it. This is what I'm going to start doing on Twitter. Back by popular demand. Here's my, uh, here's, a, here's my Cowboy series that I wrote a couple of months ago. Back by popular demand. <laughs> People have been asking me for it. Okay, here it is again. He tweeted this I, afternoon, remember, creativity takes courage. Sometimes it also takes patience and listening. As the song says, take a step back. <laughs> As the song says, please download and pay for this song. Um, Steven, got some news on the Super Bowl. All right, this is coming out of Kansas City. In fact, I've got a buddy who called me from there today. Steven, we, uh, golly, today would have been a good day to, to have him jump on with us. In fact, um, my buddy Jeff Chadia covers the, uh, the Chiefs. Um, for and he lives in Kansas City, so that's a that's an obvious and easy one for him. And like a lot of uh, TV people, and he's not there the whole week. In fact, uh, Sal Palantonio is already in Tampa Bay for San Antonio, for uh, ESPN. But my buddy Chadia, who's with NFL Network, is flying in tomorrow. So Stephen, later in the week, let's book Chadia, and we'll get his kind of you know the feel of things from Tampa. And we also Sam Farmer, who's written some great stuff from the LA Times. And uh, he's got some really cool stuff on Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes and talking to a lot of these people. And then the uh, quarterbacks coach, the uh, famous longtime quarterbacks coach who helped uh, Peyton, you know, learn in Denver. And I think he worked with Peyton maybe at Indy and Denver and then is now working with Tom Brady at Tampa Bay. That's Clyde Christensen. And he's a very fascinating character who uh, Sam Farmer did a story on. Sam's a great writer for the L.A. Times. Okay, Stephen, um, the the news from the Super Bowl, uh, Chiefs wide receiver Sammy Watkins said he is optimistic about playing in Super Bowl. What is this, Stephen? Fifty five on Sunday. That's correct against the mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers after missing both previous playoff games because of a calf injury. He says feeling great, still working out with the training staff, just going over everything so I can have a chance to possibly go out there and feel a hundred percent or ninety five percent or eighty five percent wherever I can get by Sunday. Feeling pretty good. Very optimistic, been having good practices. He missed six games during the regular season. He was fifth on the Chiefs with 37 catches, 421 yards, and two touchdowns. Steven, do the Chiefs really need, like, another threat? Do they, I mean, are, they, are we sitting here thinking, <laughs> oh, if the Chiefs just had one more threat, man, they'd be really, really good. Steven, I, I got to say, I love, I mean, uh, Tyreek is their, is their main threat. I like that McCole Hardman, man, he'll go out there. Sammy would help them. I mean, it gives them another veteran wide receiver. Who am I missing, Steven? Uh, obviously, Kelsey is such a great tight end. What a what an unbelievable luxury that it is to be able to throw to him. There's somebody else I'm missing, Steven. Who else can he who else can he kind of reach out there and throw to of that group? I've hit on it. I've hit on several of them. McCole Hardman who botched that uh, punt return and gave up an early touchdown in that uh, conference championship game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who yeah, else? Yeah, Demarcus Robinson's a guy that has okay. some. You know, he's he's in that mix too. He'll have some moments for him. All right, and then of course they'll use their uh, you know running backs in the passing game as well. Ooh, Clyde Edwards yeah. Hilaire, they get him involved from Ooh, time to Hilaire. time. Mm-hmm. Love him. Yeah, Hilaire's back, and they'll get him involved. Stephen, I the the smart money. Okay, people, and I'm Stephen. Don't take this wrong. You and I are not like gambling fiends. Okay, thank thank goodness, because I mean, you and I both kind of have addictive personalities. We like to eat a lot. We have chosen our vices. Like mine's coffee. I drink a ton of caffeine. You know, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to say I haven't dabbled before in my life in alcohol. I don't drink anymore. Okay, at all. Uh, eliminated that because Stephen it don't, doesn't uh, it doesn't mix with pain meds. So I, I you know how people say I had a dry January. I've had a dry October. You're <laughs> <laughs> rolling into 2021. January. <laughs> I think it's going dry the rest of my life, which is great. Well, hey, people can do whatever they want. I have really enjoyed this lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I still found a way to put on weight though, Stephen. I always thought, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll lose weight. Um, but I, I the, it's your sister's gambling, fault for giving you those Sonic burgers. Golly, she she had she's really good. Other night she had Roman Cucina, Cucina, uh, from uh, from Italian. Had wedding cake soup. Had uh, oh my gosh, it was so good. Like every kind of lasagna you can imagine. Oh man, it was good. From Allen, Texas, in fact, is where that place is. Roman Cucina, man. Okay, uh, Stephen. Uh, and pizza I had some pizza as well with that. I here's what I'm saying though. I do dabble in the knowledge of gambling, and I love following the lines. And again, like a lot of vices in life, did I dabble long time ago? You bet I did. And what you do, Stephen, you you always dabble the most when you have the least amount of money in life. Which <laughs> was when I was about 23 or 24, dropped out of law school, kind of tried to find myself. Uh, and that's when you're like, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get involved and start betting on some games. <laughs> and the problem is if you're a sports writer, people always think you're supposed to know more. Okay. Now, so I did study it and I did, I, I do find it exciting to think about these lines. And I think the smart money, uh, I can always kind of look at a line. Stephen, give me the look up while I'm talking about this, the latest best lines from our place that we always go to and let's just look at where that where it's ended up i think the line will eventually perhaps based on the fact that the, the i just think andy reed casey mahomes i love i mean brady's an unbelievable story mahomes is obviously the better quarterback at this point they have more weapons they can put up more points okay i know they killed tampa the last time they played they put up like five six hundred yards on them i mean it was insane um, Tyreek Hill went nuts. He had like 200 yards in the first quarter. I mean, he literally had 130 yards easy in the first quarter of that game. Uh, and, and he put up, he put up insane numbers. It looked like he was on pace. That was the one where Romo joked, Hey, he's on pace for a thousand yards. Well, he was, it turns out in the first quarter, he was at one point, he was on the pace for 975 yards in that game. All right. So the, the money is going to start coming in on Kansas City, and I'm talking about the just let's go have fun in Vegas and let's put a bunch of bets down. And so the line could move to four okay, at some point. And you might say, hmm, what do I do on that? 
Well, the smart money is is going to be on Tampa. And and there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of the reasons is that you in the Super Bowl, and this goes back to something that the Giants were doing a few years ago. Um, you 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 want a team, you want to like ride a hot team, and Tampa Bay is incredibly hot. There's some thought that that young secondary and that the defense has really really turned a corner. And even though Mahomes is unbelievable, they think that they can get home because they have so much talent on the edge. Uh, that's a really, really talented defensive line that Tampa Bay's bringing in there. And I think if that, if the, the Sharks, or sometimes we call them the Sharps, but the the people that go in there, or a well, W-H-A-L-E, the, 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 the monsters are going to start coming in on Tampa. And so what you will see as we get closer, we may get a gambling expert on here for now. I'll just have to play that role. Steven, um, you're going to see some two, three, maybe even some $5 million bets come in on Tampa. How, how much can a $5 million bet at a, at a, at a, at a, a casino, uh, at a sports book, how much can that swing a line? Not much. Still can't quite do it. If somebody put in a 10, 10 to $15 million bet, it could move at a half point. So anyway, Stephen, you, as you can tell, I get fascinated with this stuff, especially around Super Bowl time. Stephen, what is your gut telling you out there? Like, what are the neighborhood bookies in, in, in McGregor? In fact, text us if you're a, a, a bookie in McGregor. I, I want Stephen <laughs> to come over and make a bet. Um, you can text us, by the way. Stephen, that's at CNC Collision Line, 254-662-1660. Which way are you leaning? And, Stephen, um, give me the latest lines you're looking at. So we're still sitting pretty steady in most books here in Vegas on a KC favored by three points. Now, if you already have KC at three and a half, which goes to your theory that in the next couple of days this might get pushed to four or possibly four and a half. Um, but I, I do, I do agree with you, Matt. I think a lot of people are going to come in and bet Tampa Bay because maybe you don't think the Bucks can win outright, but certainly with Tom Brady. He always plays close Super Bowl games. I mean, even even in the losses to uh, the Giants a couple times and the Eagles with Nick Foles, I believe all those were one-possession games. I mean, they were tight uh, for, for all four quarters. And he was down, yeah, and, 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 and of course he was down 28-3 yes, famously to the Falcons. In, in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. And, and came back and ended up winning that game in overtime. Um, you know, I think <laughs> – if as of Tuesday, if it stays at three, I like the Chiefs just because their offense is so deadly, and as you said, they really tore Tampa Bay up. But one thing to watch in this game too is Kansas City's a little banged up on that offensive line, and you saw the Buccaneers get after Green Bay last week. Ooh, boy, you're you're boy, you're singing you're singing a good song right now. I love it when you get deep like this because Kansas City is missing. It's two starting tackles, and there's a guy, Stephen, and he's been around the league for a while, named Remmers, R-E-M-M-E-R-S, and I'm trying to remember the whole story on him. But in one huge game, he he just got pantsed. I mean, he really, really got beat up. Was it in 
It could have been in a Super Bowl. I'm trying to think who he was playing for. Anyway, I think Rimmers is going to have to start for them at tackle. Uh, man, man, that's, you're, you're on point, Stephen. The, the offensive tackle thing, I think, could be huge. I think so, too. And you saw the Bucks. you know, the Green Bay has a pretty solid offensive line. They ran the ball well this year. They can pass protect with Aaron Rodgers. Now, Mahomes could mitigate some of that because he, he moves around well. And obviously, like at Tech, he was just the king of, of improvisation. But um, it, it's going to be fascinating to see where that line ends up because uh, I could definitely see a lot of people saying, hey, I'm going to make some money. I'm going to come in here on Tampa Bay. I'm going to stay with uh, – the guy who is the greatest in Tom Brady, and I'm going to bet on them to at least hang around enough to get this thing covered, if not, you know, win the thing outright. Man, all right. We heard what way, you know, what way Simcox is leaning. As we get closer to game day, we'll give our final picks. Big day today. Uh, this is a huge college basketball game tonight. And uh, quite honestly, with a Big 12 that now has – Oh, man, how many teams, Stephen, in the top 13, which is where Tech was, and they beat uh, Oklahoma, which had snuck into the top 10. Is it four teams in the top 13 right now? Would that be right? Um, yes, uh, it, Baylor, okay. Texas, uh, Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. And Oklahoma State's knocking on the door. They're not too far behind. And then, Stephen, they tell me if Kansas loses out this season, if they lose every game – the rest of the season, they will fall out of the top 25. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, we'll give you our break Still breakdown. mad at the Frogs for not closing that game out in Lawrence. They could have had a top 25 win. It would have been a fraudulent one, but it would still would have counted. Well, and that what y'all did in Columbia the other day was, I mean, yeah, it was, it was awful. Bad. Yeah. All right, it is uh, time to talk about Baylor versus Texas. That game is tonight. We discuss it next. At Genco, getting an auto loan is quick and easy. Whether you're looking to buy a new ride or save money by refinancing an auto loan you already have, Genco members enjoy low rates and flexible terms to fit any budget. Get pre-approved today and know what you qualify for. Call us, go online, or come by a branch in your area for current options and rates. Apply online for membership today. Genco FCU. My money. My future. My credit union. Since 1953. Member NCUA. Equal housing lender. Locker Room Haircuts is your spot for men's and boys' haircuts in Temple. Feel like a champ at their sports-themed barbershop, where their stylist can give you the look you want for less. Enjoy a free beverage and watch the game while their stylists go to work. No appointment needed, but they do offer online check-in. Visit them at LockerRoomTemple.com or call them at 254-727-4014. Located at 6080 West Adams between AutoZone and Little Caesars. The Real Texas Gun Show coming Saturday, February 6th and Sunday, February 7th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show February 6th, 9 to 5, and February 7th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Social distancing and mask required. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. 
offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Divorce can be complicated, even more so if there are children involved. If you're a father and want to protect your rights, consider Cordell and Cordell. As a partner men can count on, they have helped men with matters like these for 30 years. Visit CordellCordell.com to learn more. Contact Cordell and Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Dallas-Fort Worth area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com. Offices in Dallas, Fort Worth, and St. Louis. Joseph Cordell, Principal Partner. Super Bowl is a great time for La Fiesta. La Fiesta Mexican Restaurant has been making family recipes from scratch since 1963. And passion is the most important ingredient. No wonder they were once again voted the best Mexican restaurant in Waco. Order up a family pack of fajitas to feed up to six people for only $53.99. And don't forget to load up on chips, dip, and queso. Order at LaFiesta.com or call 254-756-4701. And let the fiesta begin. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex restaurant. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. After the Major League Baseball Players Association rejected a proposal by MLB to delay the start of the season, the league said it would start spring training and the regular season as scheduled. Texas has rehired former Longhorn quarterback Vince Young as a special assistant to the athletic department, bringing Young back to the program after he was fired in 2019. Number 13 Texas Tech beat number 9 OU last night 57-52. Tonight, number two, Baylor is at number six, Texas. Tip is at six, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, number 17, West Virginia at Iowa State, and Kansas State at number 23, Kansas. Tonight, catch up with UMHB football with the Coach Pete Fredenberg Show, starting at 6.30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley and Simcox rolling through a Tuesday afternoon. Does that sound right, Stephen? Today, Tuesday? Is that it is Tuesday. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, Stephen, boy, we got somebody. One of my, one of my uh, guys I listen to on our air. They love to give that time. Okay. One forty-four. Stephen, forty-four after the hour. Forty-four after one on a Tuesday. I love that. Love giving the time. I think that's really what people need out there the most is like to kind of you know be made aware of the time. Uh, Stephen, let's uh, let's discuss let's discuss this Baylor Texas game uh, from all angles. Um, Texas is getting some players back. All right, Kai Moore was already uh, with them. They're getting the they're getting the big man back, Stephen the the the, uh, the jumper, the leaper. Now Ramey is coming back. Courtney Ramey, the guard, and I and boy that Coleman. Matt Coleman, he is really good at penetrating. One of the reasons Texas has been so bad at basketball for the last several years with shotgun, even at the end of Barnes, is they can't find shooters, and they they only get the big man uh, for a year, and then they have to send them on. Well, this other this other guy, Stephen, that they have has hung around, even though he has all sorts of 
like NBA, they got two guys that are leapers and athletes. One of those guys is Jericho Sims, you'll see tonight. I can't remember, Stephen. He might be number 20 from what I remember. And then you'll see Kai. Kai's a guy. They, so they got all kinds of swing guys, wing players, jumpers, leapers. I mean, they'll stay around the rim. They'll, you know, and, and the good news is they've kind of hung around Austin. They're, they, you know, they're not trying to jump to the NBA so quickly. Now, Brown may. Greg Brown has had a decent year. He's a guy that'll score 12 or 13 a night. He fits their profile a little bit better three-point shooter than most of the guys they've had as far as most of the, the guys they have with length. And Greg Brown is extremely, extremely athletic. He's just, as all the big guys that have the athletic ability to go out there and shoot the three, Shock has had a hard time exactly letting them know where they need to be in the offense, all right? And and they don't do a great job of of kind of getting everybody, okay, this guy's had a great first half. Let's keep him going in the second half. They are notorious for getting a guy going and then kind of freezing him out for a half. Now, here's Baylor. Steven, did you see the story the athletic had? I might have overreacted. Every once in a while, I let my green and gold flowers fly probably a little too much. But I, I, I'm very protective uh, of Scott Drew. Not that he needs me, but it bugs me when a guy like Seth Davis, a national-type guy, uh, allows somebody anonymously to take a little jab at Scott. Now, of course, what they did, they, they went behind enemy lines, and they got a coach to comment on all the different good programs in the Big 12. Well, Stephen, what they said about Scott was, well, they don't really run good offense. Uh, they just have guys that are unbelievable playmakers. Oh, that's great. That's great, Seth. You go get somebody to tell you that off the record. Look at that, Stephen. Do you think that, I mean, yes, they when they need to go get a bucket, uh, you know, Maceo's great at that. I mean, he can slither in there. Jared's good at getting to the rim. Davion can do that. But what they're so great at is playing off of each other, getting to the corner, locating the shooter, almost hiding him off the baseline, giving him a little pin down, and then and then it opens up a wide open three. That, in my book, is called good offense. All right? And then you look at the Ken Palm efficiency uh, rankings, and Baylor's like number two or three in the country. And they're number two in the country outright. So, I, you know, whoever is the snivelly little coach that is going around saying, well, they just have great playmakers. They don't run good offense. Eh, I mean, I, I there may in the past, maybe there's some truth to that, but Baylor's running what a lot of places run, which is a weave out front, and then they're getting guys open. And uh, and then, of course, uh, Vital's a good interior passer, does a really nice job of breaking things down, finding the right guy. Baylor distributes the ball great. So I, I, I just... Uh, Stephen, I don't. I thought that was a little off base. I think the biggest key tonight will be not letting Texas get going in transition and um, and not and, and being strong with the basketball. What I mean by that is don't turn the ball over. If you have empty possessions and and you're turning the ball over, then this team does have a tendency to get careless at times with the basketball. You can't do that against Texas because. They can jump over you, all right? They're a different team. There are some bigger teams. West Virginia had that. They lost one of their big players. Stephen, I would just remind people, when I say jump over you, I, I, I'm just saying Texas is not short on athleticism. 
in my mind, this is the one other team in the conference besides Baylor um, that you could really point to it and go, this team is every bit as athletic as Baylor and maybe even more athletic. And you can't really say that about most teams in the conference. No, you can't. And I am excited to see, you know, you mentioned some of those big guys, Greg Brown and Jericho Sims. Uh, because Baylor, if there is one thing that you kind of worry about, um, you can get after them a little bit on the offensive glass. They are somewhat undersized, but Chachua and Thamba are so uh, athletic and so good, such um, valuable defenders, along with Vital and his versatility that hasn't shown up yet. But can those players make plays? It did, I, I agree with you, by the way. It did show up in the first half against Auburn, mm-hmm. and, and I thought Auburn – just on the offensive glass, and Auburn had it. Fortunately, had a trouble making those shots, but Auburn got after it on those second shots, second opportunities, second and third opportunities, I should say. And and they 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 had a little more size than the Bears, so I I, I think that that's a good point, Stephen. And then the second part is, you know, can can Texas that those guards, which are really good, Andrew Jones, an amazing story, a good player, Matt Coleman, great player. Um, can they play with Davion and Jared in uh, Maceo? Because all those guys have at, you. You talked about Maceo earlier, kind of getting inside. I think he's added to his game with his ability to to dribble, penetrate, and working in the mid range. Um, Davion's become a, a, a dead eye three point shooter, uh, along with his ability to create out the bounce. So they're just so deep, and they can throw so many rotations at you. You know, UT has depth, but I think it's going to be. It's going to have to be a huge night for their backcourt, and those starters are going to have to give them a great minutes uh, to give them a good shot to, to pull this off tonight. But, yeah, Texas is the one team. You know, Tech has a formula that they can play, which is they're going to just really uh, slow things down and make it a tough physical game. But this is a different kind of team in Texas. I, I think they can run with Baylor a little bit and stay with them you know, from a from a jumping and athleticism standpoint in a way that probably nobody else can. You're right. The one thing the Bears definitely have is is if they if the threes are falling, they can shoot you out of the gym. And while Coleman is a nice player, in fact, I, I really like him as a clutch type player. I think with the ball in his hands, really makes good plays down the stretch. Um, I, Ramey, Coleman, uh, who, who's our guy, Stephen, that the really great story, the, the, uh, the youngster, Andrew Jones. Yeah. I like him. He's a good spot up shooter. Uh, he can't always create for himself, but really, really good spot up shooter. You gotta be ready. And they have another guy named Febris or however you say his name, like F E B R E S or something. And so I would say they got about four guards that can kind of – they just don't – they can't shoot like Baylor can. And I think Baylor can take them off the dribble. What will be interesting is to see if Texas tries to pack everything down. If they do, Baylor will shoot them out, out of the game, okay? If the shots aren't falling, I mean, the only chance you have against Baylor is truly if, uh, if, if the Bears are missing shots. Okay, you're Steve, you're right. I don't think you can outrun them. I don't think you can outscore them. If the Bears come in and they're missing some shots, you can have some problems. Now, this game, just to remind you guys, so get on home early from work, 6 o'clock. You can hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. And then, of course, you can watch it on ESPN. I would recommend, because uh, you got Dickie V on tonight. And 
God love him. He's a national treasure in some ways, but he he's just kind of he's just kind of all over the place. I, I would not say you're going to get great commentary uh, from from uh, from Dickie V. Stephen, is that mean to say? I, it may be. I, maybe I shouldn't say that. I would just say I would put if you can sync it up somehow. I would get J Mo and Nunley on the call and then let the, let it roll and then watch it on TV. Now, Stephen, I don't know when you have you tried to do that before. I wonder if you can sync that up somehow. That's a little. It can be a little difficult if it's like fifteen seconds off. Uh, I never have, but I know I'm actually looking right in now. Studio, yeah. in the studio, do you do that sometimes when you're running a game, producing a game, and you're watching it on TV? Does I w- it seem like it syncs up? No, it's it's a few. You get the radio first, but I will say, uh, as part of Learfield, there is this website called SyncMyGame.com. And you can go to that website, and it'll walk you through how to sync it up uh, to your smart TV or through a Bluetooth speaker if you want to do that. But um, you're right. It is like about six or seven seconds ahead the radio is. So usually you he- if you're listening in real time, you hear it before you see it. Uh, but syncmygame.com is a good resource if you want to try that tonight. That seems like a site, Stephen, you and I would have designed. Syncmygame.com. That seems like something we could come up with. Kind of like we do with this app. Yep, you're a great uh, app maker. That's one of your strengths. How do Stephen people can download that app on the Android or the Apple? They can just you just kind of do a search of uh, uh, Stephen. Tell everybody Syntex how to do Sports that. Sports fan, yeah. Syntex Sports fan on the App Store or on Google Play. Matt created the app. He wasn't as involved in the naming process because uh, it, it just his brain doesn't work like that. But as far as the design and how it works, that was all Mosley. Yeah, I had a little help, uh, but I appreciate that, Stephen. I worked hard on that app and was glad to uh, glad to deliver that. Okay, it is uh, that's the Mosley Hour. Um, Stephen is. Do we know if Jmo's standing by? I mean, do we think he's ready to go? I don't want to throw it to him too early. Uh, I'm sure. J- Ooh, did you see who Jmo has? Eddie Oren, or is it Oran? Eddie Oren. I mean, that that's an old name from the past. Used to be with Penders, long time. University of Texas um, was a was a coach. Now does the radio. Eddie Oren. JMO's ready, but he's on his way to Austin. And Matt, he he told me today he was up here a little earlier. He wishes, and I know you're you're going to get down here soon. You just recovery takes time. But he wishes you were down there with him tonight, Matt. He wishes you could make oh, that trip man, with him. Did John, did John say that? Golly, he misses me, doesn't he? All right, I'll be with John soon. It'll be fun. That game's in Austin tonight. Game's at 6 o'clock tip-off. You can hear it right here. ESPN Central Texas. I cannot wait. There'll be fans at the Irwin Center. Um, and um, <laughs> about the same in non-COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stephen, that's all we have for today. You want to say anything? Anything you want to say to the folks before you get ready to go over to Fox this afternoon? Any parting shots? Good night, everybody. (laughs) See you tomorrow.